The critique of Eurocentrism is is missing the fact that capitalism right now doesn't need the the you know the Eurocentric ideas. We don't need right. You know, it doesn't need yeah, equality yeah. and democracy anymore. The cultural values of Eurocentrism uh, no longer apply. And this is one of Zizek's refrains: is that the the return to tradition, the return yeah. to culture, to multiculturalism is a kind of conservative reaction or rather like a kind of imminent reaction and and dynamic of capitalism and even um even a specifically modern reaction to it too yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah he says you know tr- so in modernism traditional values and i'm 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 paraphrasing or quoting him directly can be a justification for uh, engagement in capitalism in on ruthless ethical terms mm-hmm. right like i'm re- i'm like in my identity, I am free to engage in capital, um, and I think that's what you were alluding to in this sort of this modern application of tradition. Yeah, maybe, and, maybe I'll read a. I have an extended quote here from Zizek from one of the videos you linked, Jake, in the in the Discord, but uh, it's really good. Um, he says global capitalism does not automatically push subjects towards hedonist permissive individualism, and the fact that many countries would enter the road of rapid capitalization like India. Um, many individuals stick to the so-called pre-modern ethics, family values, rejection of hedonism, strong ethnic identification. This in no way proves that they are not fully modern. It's not that, as some people say, we in the West are properly modern, while in India they are backward and they still need traditional values. This sticking to traditional values is precisely what allows countries like China and Singapore to follow the path of capital more effectively than Western liberal countries. References to traditional values are used by individuals to justify their ruthless engagement in market competition in ethical terms. Mm-hmm. Or yeah, even yeah, yeah. even antagonisms, the antagonisms can be uh, smoothed over or uh, absorbed by mm-hmm. the, you know, by, and, and by in the, a, a in the cultural sphere, I think the cultural sphere is, is best at kind of naturalizing those distinctions, right? And, and Zizek has mentioned this before, like in yes, India, yeah. when the British were um, really starting to dominate their... They actually disseminated one of the um, more or less kind of forgotten texts of Hinduism, which was which became the kind of main justification for the for the modern um, still persisting caste system. And what that does, you know, quite quite literally is is divide people up into, I mean, ostensibly classes and naturalizes them. You were mm-hmm. born into a particular caste and that's where you what that's your proper place in the social and economic order right and it's this so an example like this is you know is is what we're driving at here i think that that the traditional values are not opposed necessarily to the to the to the functioning of capital no and if anything and, and, justify it right? exactly and it and and i think maybe this is where we can jump into zizek's redefinition of eurocentrism well just before we do that i think it's important to sort of to pause and say zizek is not arguing for nationalism you know i think no, i think eurocentrism not. is often understood or is traditionally understood as a privileging of the west over the global south right and right, that's right like this is not what zizek is arguing for Ob- like well i want to say obviously but, but this is what we're really talking about is that 
it's not about nationalism. It's about finding in Eurocentrism what is universal. And so this is the and, irony, and it's not right? Europe as a place. Because, yeah, and because it's, it's in Europe that we initially conceive of the notion of universalism, of the universal. as, as a political movement. Well, and, and so, but also and so, as a as a philosophical well, yeah. subject, right? Yeah, definitely. Right. Yeah, but I mean, well, like, and, like in in terms of understanding uh, universalism as as it like involves countries in relation to one another, it's a political exercise. Right. Universalism think. should be definitely understood in contrast to globalism, right? It's mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm, and that's definitely. and that's and like and that's and and that's the Eurocentric concept is is universalism over globalization and and this is why it's important to like that the Zizek isn't just like saying we like privileging european thought it's just that out of your out of european out of the european tradition we get concepts that are universal that actually get used in historically speaking in some ways that are that are beyond europe right so the he, yeah. he cites the yeah. haitian revolution quite frequently yeah. right and yeah. and this is and like the other thing we need we, we obviously want to touch on the cogito but the that historical materialism is a eurocentric concept and and so like for him it's not just understanding the universal subject but it's like we also out of the eurocentric tradition we get a form of criticism that is fundamentally anti-capitalistic right we mm -hmm. like historical materialism and so marxism is not eurocentric but it is a concept that comes out of the eurocentric tradition right Exactly, and 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 uh, I think that that's the crucial difference, right, between like understanding the the difference between placing ideas like in specific countries and thinking that they belong to those countries and that they they can't be kind of exported and they can't they can't involve subjects from different parts of the world because that that act, that logic actually kind of relies on thinking that this is kind of like incongruent or impossibility of communication between cultures and that right. standpoint the multicultural standpoint the identitarian standpoint actually completely forecloses any notion of universality it's that we couldn't possibly right. understand one another in our yeah. various essentialized identities but but Zizek says in that video that that i put in the discord we should not fetishize truth as such and i i've I loved that. Like, yeah, it's sort of that's like fantastic. I thought that it was fantastic, and like, I know that that sounds sort of uh, maybe vague or op too open ended, but like, I was when I was listening to it last night. It's like, oh man, like we actually take our identities as like this sort of irreducible, and I would say fetishized truth mm -hmm. of the matter, truth of yeah. the the yeah. like, and then the, my truth means that you can't possibly, un I couldn't understand yours, and you can't understand mine. But his emphasis on concepts that are universal is about like there are ways despite our disparities that we can understand one another and or, or that or that or that not even mere understanding but that that our struggles themselves are universal yes yes exactly yeah exactly And so on, and so on. And so on, and so on.